right back here at Tate Rink in West Point, New York, on the campus of the United States Military Academy, where our score after two periods is Army 2, Merrimack 1. Tonight's second intermission is brought to you by the Merrimack Graduate School, where at Merrimack you can earn your master's degree in just one year. Merrimack offers graduate programs in business, science, and engineering, and education and social policy. Log on to merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Mike Mack and John Leahy with you. Again, Army leads Merrimack 2-1 to one here at West Point. Our guest here, second in the mission, Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com, the Eagle Tribune, and College Hockey News as well. And Well, Mike, I know we've talked to you a lot lately, but a lot's been going on. And uh, with one game a week here, it just seems to work out that way. So uh, thanks uh, once again for, for joining us. First question, uh, Ludwig Larson. Haven't seen him back since that hit in the first period. I know he's in street clothes now. And, uh, you know, so uh, certainly we can report that he won't return as far as, you know, beyond that. Don't have any other word on, on his status, but uh, your thoughts on the play there, the hit there, and uh, what it may mean going forward. You know, I didn't see the hit, to be honest with you. Uh, I was following the puck down ice, so I didn't see the hit exactly, but uh, the, the fact that they were looking up around his head, it looked like they were trying to close a gash or a cut uh, on the bench. There was some gauze out there, so obviously you're thinking cut, maybe he had some stitches. Uh, I don't know if there's a concussion involved, but there's a possibility of that anytime you see something up around the head, so uh, certainly where he's not going to be back here tonight and, and you don't know what his status is moving forward I just wrote something today about how, what an impact he's had, especially on the power play, uh, and I thought he's been one of their better forwards really since uh, you know since that UConn game or even that Union game I thought he played well too, so the last several weeks he's been one of their best forwards uh, and if he is out here, I think it is going to be a, a guy that they miss, especially when they've been struggling, I mean, the last two games they've had seven goals coming into tonight, but still, have struggled to score goals before that, he's been a big part I think of turning that around a little bit and would be a big hole. Yeah, that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is you had him as the uh, the, the first half rookie of the year, I, I suppose. And, uh, the uh, other, other guys, other... Um uh, thoughts on the first half of the season and, and you know, standout players, I suppose. You know, first half awards, if you want to call it that. Uh, you know, we talked about Ludwig Larson, and uh, you know, I, I would actually, I, you know, I'd add to that and probably say, yeah, he, I, he was banged up early and then a little slow to get started. Once he did, it seemed like settling into things. So hopefully they don't lose him now for an extended period of time. But, but uh, you know, scoring has been down. It's really been across the board. So uh, there hasn't been that much production. That's been one of the areas I certainly think they need to improve on. In the second half, but uh, yeah. other guys, I thought Ethan Spaxman played well. Talking about rookies, you know, a guy on the blue line has played well. Alex Carl's come in and played really well on the right side there on the blue line as well. So, really on their power play, too, just getting bucks in the net. Yeah, some guys who've looked good, but ultimately it is about results, right? And, and you know, uh, just looked it up before you came on here, and now they had a, this is the fifth consecutive game where they've been down at the end of two periods. It's not a recipe for success. No, it's not. You know, they're doing that, too, against some of these teams that you would think, uh, at least on paper, they should be better than. I mean, they, this Army team is a tough team to beat. I know they work really hard, but just from a, you, you look at their record, you look at some of the teams that have beaten Army this year, uh, and just some of the, the computer rankings, this is a team, even on the road, that Merrimack should beat. Canichas, uh, a, a team at home, Merrimack should definitely beat. Uh, even UConn, you know, UConn has struggled uh, up to that point. I mean, I know they, they, had, they had a good weekend the weekend before that Merrimack game against Lowell, but uh, you know, all these teams are teams you would theoretically think that this team, with the way that they started, uh, should have been able to beat 
Washington, not not easily, but you, but you know definitely should have been able to beat and control these games. And uh, they've had stretches where they have. You know, to be quite honest, I thought the first period tonight, I thought they played great. They're victims of a real unfortunate goal, one of the weirdest goals we've seen all year, where the puck gets flipped over the net like that. Uh, but then didn't play very well in the second. Uh, I thought Army took control a little bit, and then uh, you know, uh, yeah, I thought that was a bad call on Colquist that led to the power play goal to make it a two-one game. But that's also a clear that they need to make on the penalty kill. So uh, you know, half dozen and one. <laughs> whatever they're saying is but I mean, a bad call that led to that power play but still they, they needed to get that clear though right and interesting uh, you know thoughts too in the first period too because I thought that you know while they were getting shots certainly that I thought that they probably you know they lost some key battles to Army in that first period and, and that's an area where you know you might not necessarily be able to to outwork them but you can't let them outwork you and when that, that, that that's the one thing I would say that I thought Army did do in the first period they, they did outwork them and you know good good win of the battle behind the net to get the puck and then chop it over the net. Perfect play, really. And then, you know, Desenzo to also beat his man in front and score the goal. So, plays like that, I thought. And also, blocking a lot of shots on, on the power play, too. Merrimack couldn't get a lot of pucks through. They had a lot of zone possession time in the first period, but didn't do much with it. Yeah, I mean, they've been able to keep the puck in the zone. But the other thing that surprised me has been how much uh, how much free play there's been in the neutral zone on both sides. I mean, both, both sides have had opportunities to come to the neutral zone with a lot of speed. And, and with possession... It, it seems like on special teams, both teams doing a pretty good job of bottling up the neutral zone a little bit. Merrimack had a penalty kill. I think it was in the second period uh, where where Army almost couldn't get into the offensive zone after a clear because Merrimack was so good in the middle of the rink on the penalty kill. But it seems like an even strength, it's, it's wide open highway, and, and both teams are flying through with a lot of speed. Uh, we're talking with Mike McMahon here. Army leads 2-1 to one at the end of the second period of play. More non-league action coming up, so let's preview that. First of all, it's going to be Union on Saturday in the Dartmouth Tournament, the second meeting with Union this year after Union won 4-0 at Lawler Rink earlier, and then uh, Dartmouth on Sunday night. So it's non-league play here, but with a team that's 22nd in the pairwise currently, games like tonight, games like this weekend coming up, and now the two with Cornell are looming huge, with Cornell only one loss coming into tonight. Uh, and, and, you know, that, those are opportunities to perhaps gain some ground in the pairwise, and then if, if you're able to take care of business in Hockey East, you have a chance to, to maybe maybe make the NCAA tournament. But these are big games here. How do you see the Dartmouth tournament shaping up? And the other thing about that tournament I, I just want to throw out, too, is the team that might win the tournament is the team that we're not going to see at all because uh, the preset pairings, Robert Morris is in there, and uh, you know they pulled the upset last night over Penn State. They have a chance to win that tournament, uh, the one that's out in Pennsylvania. Uh, so it should be pretty interesting, but it's going to be Merrimack playing Union and Dartmouth. So how do you see that shaping up? It's it's big games. I mean, even these non-conference games, when you're in that NCAA conversation, these are all big games. And uh, with the exception of the Union game, they're all road games, too, even here tonight. They changed the pairwise a couple years ago, so there's a little more of an emphasis on, on, on road wins, and, and they're balanced a little more. So even if you beat a team that's lower uh, in the pairwise, like an Army is or like a Dartmouth is right now, those road games games are still going to help you. And the road games at Cornell could help you a lot. I mean, those could help you a lot. And then even Notre Dame the week after that back in league play. So, uh... These, these non-conference games where teams that aren't in the pairwise conversation are oftentimes glorified exhibitions. I mean, you're not you know, treating it exactly like an exhibition game. You're not playing all three goalies. But that's basically what they are. Uh, when you're in the conversation, when you're in that top 25, even top 30, it's, you know, it's still early enough. Uh, these games are just as important as hockey games. Yeah, you win. If you put string together a few wins there, then you have a chance to make a move and, and move up there. I don't think it's any question, though, that they're going to, in the second half, is really the Hockey East schedule in the second half is going to dictate where this team goes. 
season. And so last question I want to ask you here, I'm sure everybody's wondering, Brett Sheeney, any word on his status? Uh, you know, last we heard was, you know, don't expect him back until after the break, but now we are after the break, so the question has to be, how long after the break? Yeah, I, I don't know for sure. I mean, I, I'm, I'm guessing here, uh, I, I'd be surprised where we didn't see him tonight. I'd be surprised if we saw him this weekend. So I, I think you look at either the Cornell weekend or the Notre Dame weekend, and uh, yeah, those Cornell games are important, but ultimately I, I still think they're worried about league games the most. So if he's if he's iffy for that Cornell weekend, uh, I, I'm not sure they chance it. I mean, you, you saw that last year. There was a word after that first Northeastern game in that playoff series that he probably could have gone in game two if they needed him to, and if they lost that game one, there was a chance that he may have played, uh, and definitely probably would have played in a game three if they needed it. So uh, I, I think that the Cornell series might be a little iffy. I'm looking at the Cornell and Notre Dame would be at least my guess. It's all a guess because we're not really sure, but that would be my guess. All right, Mike. Thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Folks, check out his work at themacreport.com, the Eagle Tribune, College Hockey News as well, and we'll see you up at the Dartmouth Tournament this weekend, Mike. You will. i got to say a quick hello to a, a six-year-old who's very angry with me that he's not with me, uh, but I know he's listening. So Tyler's at home listening. Hello to him. I think he's going to make the trip to Cornell, though. So that'll be an interesting one. Nice. Uh, the six-year-old in a car for almost six hours and take him on the road. We'll see. All right. Well, so Tyler and Owen, uh, have a, uh, hope, 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 hope Santa was good to you and have a happy new year. Thanks again, Mike. We'll talk to you again soon. Santa was excellent. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's Mike McMahon, our guest here. Army leads Merrimack 2-1. to one. We're back with more after this. This is Warrior Hockey.